Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, where today we will continue with our series of conversations with UBS Asset Management. Today, a segment entitled, Let's Talk Cash. We are joined by several members of UBS Asset Management's liquidity team, among them Tom Cameron, investment specialist on the team, and Tom will also serve as our moderator for today's conversation. Uh, With that, Tom, welcome back. I'll pass it over to you. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate the hospitality. Good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Tom Cameron, and I'm joined by my colleague, Rob Sabatino, who is responsible for the portfolio management of all of our money market funds globally here in asset management. Along with him is Dave Rothweiler, who manages the various ultra-short and short-duration treasury and uh, investment-grade ultra-short strategies, along with the short-duration strategy in uh, all-in SMA format on the SMA Advantage platform, as well as the ultra-short income mutual funds. We'd like to spend some time today to share our thoughts on how to help op- optimize your cash management by using our money market funds, our ultra-short funds, and our SMA Advantage strategies. First off, you're all cash managers, but you may not know it. Uh, top four questions to consider when it comes to cash in your portfolio. Where's your cash right now? What is it invested in? What is the yield of your current investment? And most importantly, what are your overall liquidity needs? Here at Asset Management, we categorize cash in three ways, operating, reserve, and strategic. Operating cash typically has an overnight to three-month investment horizon and safety principles and liquidity are priority. Uh, investors with reserve cash usually do not need daily liquidity, and they may have future cash needs beyond three months, and can take incremental duration risk versus money market funds. Those with cash that fits in the strategic bucket may be more interested in total return strategies, which may include separately managed accounts that own longer-dated treasuries and investment-grade corporates maturing, say, in one to five years. My colleagues, Rob and Dave, are very experienced in managing cash in all three of these buckets. Uh, let's start on the session first with the operating bucket. I'll hand it over to Rob and Dave to talk about how they manage our money market funds, our ultra-short bond funds, and our SMA advantage strategies as solutions for the operating, reserve, and strategic budget. Uh, first, uh, let's start with Rob. Over to you. Well, thanks, Tom. Uh, yes, I'm going to talk about the operating cash, and that's what uh, a client requires to have on hand to meet their liquidity needs at a moment's notice. Operating cash should be invested in a product that offers daily liquidity, seeks preservation of capital, and these are two of the most important objectives of money market fund. This is why we recommend money market funds for clients operating cash. We offer several types of SEC-registered money market funds, which clients can select based on their specific needs. The four basic types of money market funds are treasury, government, tax-free, and prime money market funds. Treasury or government money market funds may be appealing for clients who don't want exposure to credit. Treasury money market funds could only invest in U.S. Treasury securities and repurchase agreements collateralized by U.S. Treasury securities. Government money market funds can invest in both U.S. Treasury securities and U.S. government agency securities, as well as repurchase agreements that are collateralized by both of these securities. Tax-free money market funds may be attractive for clients who want to minimize income. 
And lastly, prime money market funds offer the broadest opportunity set, which includes credit exposure. Expanding the investment universe typically will provide opportunity for additional yields while still seeking capital preservation and maintaining liquidity. Regardless of which type of money market fund a client chooses, um, our SEC-registered money market funds are highly regulated and have specific guidelines outlined in Rule 2A7. Rule 2A7 requires that all securities held in a money market fund represent minimal credit risk. The regulation also establishes minimum overnight and weekly liquidity requirements. In addition, money market funds must not exceed the maximum weighted average maturity of 60 days and a maximum weighted average life of 120 days. The weighted average maturity is based on the final maturity of each security, while the weighted average life allows money market funds to look at the interest rate reset for floating rate securities. Now I'll let David Rothweiler discuss the two additional categories within the liquidity management spectrum. Thanks a lot, Rob. <clears throat> you know, we, we've come off a near-zero rate environment for most of the past decade, and as an asset class, cash is now almost at a generational opportunity for investors. For many investors, cash means things like a savings or checking account or, you know, you know keeping money at a bank. While many bank deposit rates are often still near zero, other vehicles offer higher rates. Right now, some of those rates are in the 5.5% range. It really comes down to an investor's time frame on how long they want to invest the money. And building on what Rob was talking about in the operational cash area, here are a few examples. Uh, whether it's an individual using funds to pay their utility bills or a corporation making their monthly, monthly payroll, money funds are often a nice vehicle to use for these types of needs, given their stability of principle and same-day liquidity. Contrast these situations with an investor's reserve and strategic cash needs, which also often have a longer time horizon. Example may be a tax payment that won't be due for many months or one where funds needed for a business transaction won't close for another year or two. These are reserve and strategic needs. More return can be typically achieved in a longer duration or longer maturity type product. Usually, usually if you invest in, with a longer time horizon, the investor receives a higher return in a normal rate environment. In talking to investors over the years, other key factors include what kind of risk does the investor want? Are they comfortable with credit risk or are they better suited in something guaranteed by the U.S. government like treasuries or agencies? We had a few notable bank failures this past year. How much risk do they want to one individual bank or credit? FDIC insures a depositor up to a certain threshold, but what, what, what if an investor's position or exposure is over that amount? Also, if there is a bank failure, when would the depositors get paid their funds? A diversified portfolio of assets in different sectors and almost in different types of credits can help reduce a lot of this type of risk. A credit staff is of the utmost importance here. Sometimes so-called household names can get into trouble. Our analysts provide our own internal credit ratings and assessment on the individual credit's fundamentals, relative value, agency rating trajectories, and other met metrics most individual investors cannot do. Also, as an investor's also like an investor's credit risk appetite, how much volatility are they comfortable with? A shorter portfolio of securities generally has lower vol. A longer one has higher vol. As an example, a 90-day maturity typically has less price movement than a two-year maturity. The maturity profile not only translates to volatility profile, but liquidity profile as well. As you invest in fixed income, liquidity is of the utmost importance. Other things being equal, 
short maturities are often more liquid than longer maturities. Shorter maturities tend to roll off in the portfolio and generate more natural liquidity. So summarizing some of these basics around investing in liquidity strategies, diversification is near the top of the list. How much exposure to one name in the portfolio? Do you want 10%, 5%, 2%? How many different types of assets in the portfolio? Think of different sectors such as corporates, U.S. Treasuries, agencies, supranationals, asset-backed securities. Varying asset classes often enhance the portfolio with more diversification and can enhance the credit quality of the overall portfolio. Portfolio duration. In a normal rate environment, longer maturities have higher yields. And lastly, curve positioning. Is it a normal curve environment, inverted? When it comes to outflows, is match funding a better strategy depending on the flows? So just a few ideas around the strategies. And, Tom, I'd just like to hand it back to you. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing uh, to put a point on Dave's comments that these are conservative strategies with a focus on uh, principal stability and liquidity. However, they are not money market funds. Uh, they are separately managed accounts or they may be yield to short income funds. Not money market funds, and they do not provide daily liquidity. That said, these buckets are essential in the cash management continuum. And that's why uh, Dave does such a good job in uh, articulating uh, these two last buckets. So what distinguishes the UBS asset management liquidity team? Well, I hope uh, Rob and Dave uh, did a great job, and uh, I hope you guys all can re-listen to this podcast because uh, they have uh, uh, a lot of experience, over 35 years managing cash in the high net worth and institutional space. Uh, with 173 billion in assets and donations, that's our, you know, that's our team. That's the long-term track record that we have. The team itself has 11 has an 11-person portfolio management team with 22 years of average industry experience, 15 years on average with the team here in asset management, working in lockstep with compliance, risk, regulatory teams, uh, and it, it goes without saying that. You know, proprietary research, including 30 credit analysts leveraging the 60-plus equity analyst work, is the backbone of everything we do. Credit is the backbone of everything we do. I'll make a point of that. I'll also make a point of saying that 15 years on average with the team here is something to be uh, proud about. The teams are you know, Dave and Rob and the rest of the team have decided that you know, the liquidity space is where they want to make their career. And uh, I would argue that there's very few shops on the street where uh, the liquidity team has been together as long as ours. Uh, we have tailored solutions. Uh, we can develop customized solutions uh, to meet your needs. The investment guidelines in changing market environments clearly uh, evidenced by the past, you know, three, four years that we've seen between COVID and bank failures and uh, debt ceiling, it's just been, uh, you know, change has been constant. Um, so, um, you know, changing market environments uh, is something that we thrive on. Then, of course, uh, there's sustainability. All of our money market funds, ultra-short and short-duration strategies, can have ESG factors integrated into the credit research process along with um, we have an ESG-specific money market fund. Lastly, responsibility. And this is really where the rubber hits the road. All of our funds meet all FINRA and SEC regulations. 
strategy, the SMA strategies are in compliance with global investment performance standards, GIPS standards. Additionally, UBS Asset Management is a fiduciary with a responsibility to achieve best execution in all our portfolios. I'll finish with a recap of the top four questions to consider when it comes to cash in your portfolio. Again, where's your cash right now? What's it invested in? What's the yield on your current investment? What are your overall liquidity needs? The fourth question is the most important because that will drive the uh, decision-making process. Learn more about cash management solutions uh, from UBS Asset Management. Please contact your UBS financial advisor. Thanks for tuning in. Dan, back to you. You can lose money by investing in money market funds and mutual funds. Although some of the money market funds seek to preserve the value of your investment at $1 per share, they cannot guarantee they will do so. The funds may impose a fee upon the sale of your shares or may temporarily suspend your ability to sell shares if fund liquidity falls below required minimums because of market conditions or other factors. Some money market fund share price will fluctuate. When you sell your shares, they may be worth more or less than what you originally paid for them. An investment in a money market fund is not insured or guaranteed by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or any other government agency. The fund sponsor has no no legal obligation to provide financial support to the fund, and you should not expect that the sponsor will provide financial support to the fund at any time. This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice, and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or its affiliates. UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS Group AG and is a member of FINRA and SIPC.